So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hosers. Where are so you? What what sh- what aisle are you in, Shoppers? I'm not at Shoppers, smartass. Not this time. Superstore. Oh, it's cute. You think I shop at Superstore? <laughs> Sorry, no frills. Um, no. You know what? I actually used to be a no frills guy when we lived in the East End, and um, they never really had anything. So it's yeah, great that their prices are good, but they never have. Like, you know, if I needed, like, you know, here's what I'll say. They have usually a good, like, international food section, um, which doesn't help, you know, white bread like me looking for, like, Cheerios, hot dogs, and spaghetti. They just have the essentials. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's different. Uh, we have different levels of no frills in Hamilton. There's, like, the one downtown that's, like, really basic and basically, like, yeah. all... Yeah, everything. And then uh like the produce will have holes in them. And then uh and then there's one right on the edge of town that's like really, really nice, like on basically a superstore. Has um has like uh Max from the Arkells opened up a no frills there? <laughs> yeah, it's Max's Arkell Max's no frills. Yeah. Max's no frills. Yeah. Um here here's a little intellectual conversation I want to have with you. Um <clears throat> yeah. my sister in law Catherine, sweet sweet girl um she and my younger brother went to see the arkells um in barry recently and i have like very complicated feelings about this band in particular because like musically i think they're great like they're like a modern like pop band pop like rock band in canada right so like that's fine like whatever um but what i think is really interesting about them is as people i cannot stand them um i think like there is no band in the world that loves themselves as much as the arkells and maybe that's not fair to the rest of the band uh but max on on you know on a very human level um drives me crazy and i i've actually like begun to not like the band because mm. he's so over the top and loves himself so much. Does that make me a bad person? Well, this is really awkward because I had uh, a guest lined up, a surprise guest um, for today. <laughs> yeah, he's on the line. <laughs> he's on the line. Sorry, he's actually in the basement with me, sitting 
No, yeah, that's uh, impossible no, heard... because he's <clears throat> obviously with Kyle Dubas tonight with the Leafs. Oh, yeah, to start. yeah, true. He's, that's he's impossible. Um, no, yeah. the I I've heard good things about. So we have a personal connection with Nick because Emily basically he's from London and the other people are from Hamilton. So Emily yes. knew like tangentially like friend of a friend is right. Like dated Nick or something, but um, anyways, but yeah, so yeah. So he, he seems all right. He's a bassist and he likes baseball. You're a big baseball yeah. guy. And then Tim, Tim Oxford, Tim Oxford's yeah. great. Yeah. It's yeah. just Mac, Max is a fucking knob. I don't, I can't stand him. Sorry. I can't figure it out. And I don't think I've ever felt this way about a band before where it's like they make good my like cup of tea. I'm not putting it on all the time. Mm-hmm. But you know, when it's in video games or like I hear it on the radio, it's, it's like, okay, this is this yeah. is great, right? But then it's like I, you know, go to their Instagram page and after 10 minutes, I'm like, I, well, I, don't I, go I immediately just I, I feel weird because we have access to musicians in ways that we I've never really had before. So it feels weird being like judgy about somebody when you, go, you you judge the art and the person separately. But I think because like, this is like a very loaded conversation, but when do we begin judging the people and not the art to the point where the art is then impacted by the people, if that makes sense. I do that all the time. Yeah. I don't like sports teams because I don't like someone on the sports team. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I, it, it also seems like it's like what side of the fence you fall on. Is it because in regards, if you stack the Arkells up to like internationally, like they're, they're kind of a drop in the pan, but if you, right. They're a minnow. To, yeah. And then if you stack them up to Canadian artists, they're, they're like they're the our, band right now. They're, yeah. They're like our hometown yeah. heroes. Right. So it's, I yeah. guess it's it's warranted here in Canada because everyone fucking loves him here. But yeah, like where where do you fall? I think he's a dweeb. I agree with you. And I listen to <laughs> him because of that. Um, yeah. Like I, I, I yeah. I don't get behind people who like like Max loves Max. I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, it's a little much, I think. But anyhow, it is what it is. What's going on with you guys? Well, not much. I just, so I normally, when I have like, when I find I have hour windows in my day, I block them and I sit down and I play my be a pro career during my work day. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I gave, I gave that up tomorrow. What, do you, what are you doing now? Reading? Well, no, like, oh. <laughs> no, I gave that up tomorrow because I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'll move that interview to tomorrow. So <laughs> oh, we can record tonight. Oh. So I, I gave up my, well, talking the dog at work time tomorrow. Behind the, for, behind the fourth wall, Chris is like half an hour late. Yeah, I <laughs> in a very small window we have. It. It's okay. I I I I can't really get into the nitty gritty while we're on the record. The shoppers uh, parking lot was pretty full. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a big light yeah. up at Timmy's. <laughs> it was a big I drive basically, I yeah. basically got stuck like they were manually entering in my optimum card and turned into <laughs> some drama. Oh my god! No, but speaking of Timmy's, real quick story. You refuse to we wear a mask. Yeah, no. Oh yeah, I guess that doesn't matter big, anymore. Big anti-mask or Chris Killing story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but real quick story. I'd love to hear your guys' opinion if if I'm the fucking bad guy here, <laughs> or if I'm the asshole. And let let me like just share this quick story. 
So I'm at Tim Hortons today, just getting a coffee. Um, I've now become a, become a guy who does the mobile order, which I never did before. But mm. oh my God, so much more convenient, right? So I go and I get my coffee. Everything's fine. Now this old, white, grumpy fuck butts in front of me. And yeah. I could hear him place his order with one of the one of the folks at Tim Hortons, right? And, and here's the other thing. Like, listen, that's a very thankless job. And Thomas, I'll extend that to you as a former Starbucks employee. People are miserable, generally speaking. Um, and it's unfortunate that people who work in the food service industry are treated so poorly by miserable people who just want their coffee and they think that that'll somehow make them a better person, but I digress. And so I can literally hear this guy kind of giving it to the guy behind the counter at Tim Hortons about his order. And so I don't, I don't really do anything. I'm waiting for my order to come up, but then he kind of cuts in front of me while I'm waiting for my coffee. And of course he's got no mask on. He was coughing in the line. (laughs) Like I just have no time for these people. Right. Like it's, you know, listen, wherever you are in the political spectrum, there's still a pandemic, whether you like it or not, you don't have to wear a mask, but at the very least be respectful to, to other people, whether they're wearing them or not as a material, just don't be a piece of shit and start coughing in front of people. Like, you know, get your shit together. Right. And yeah. so I'm waiting for my coffee. I finally am about to get my coffee and this guy cuts in front of me to get his coffee. Not a big deal. I don't care. I'm not about to like throw down with this guy. Right. And then yeah. I hear him talk to the, to the young lady who, th- this is important contextually, but I, you know, overheard her talking to her manager at one point. Um, she's, she's a new Canadian. She is, 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 is new to Canada, doesn't speak the language super well. And I know that because she was talking to her manager about that in between customers. Okay. And yeah. so doesn't speak English super well. And she, she's doing her best, right? She's like the rest of us. Like it's a rat race. We're out here trying to provide for our families and stuff, right? And, and so she hands this gentleman his coffee and he goes, uh, yeah, I asked for a napkin. And she kind of looks at him like a little like, like, oh, you know, like, oh, okay. Yeah, like I, I get you one. And he goes, a napkin, sweetie, a napkin. And then oh I realized God. that she doesn't, she, <clears throat> she, she, she probably knows what a napkin is. But for some reason, it just wasn't clicking, right? And so then he goes, I said a fucking napkin. And I lost it on the guy. (laughs) I just like (laughs) any bad thing that's happened to me in the last two weeks. I just go, do you normally treat people like this? Do you talk to your wife like this? Do you talk to your family like this? Like I go ballistic on this guy because I have no patience for people like that. And my problem is, and, and you guys can attest to it. I'm not tooting my own horn here. Like, I'm a pretty mild-mannered guy. Like, I, I try and be nice. I try and do right by people. But I also have such a short fuse for people who act like this. And I and, and rightly or wrongly, and that's where I'll get your guys' perspective, I blew up on this guy. And I said, you don't talk to people like that. She's literally just doing her job. I would ask you to have a little bit of empathy and a little bit of patience with people. It is so simple to just be like, Oh, you you know what I mean? Yeah. You're waiting for your napkin. Yeah. We've all been burned by our Tim Hortons orders. His order wasn't wrong. He was looking for a napkin that he could have easily walked 10 feet to get his own napkin and instead decided to make this poor woman feel like shit. And so 
I, I, I lost it on the guy. And then to add insult to injury, he won't take accountability for anything. Not that I'm looking for an apology, but like, yeah, you probably should have said you were sorry to that woman. And he goes, well, oh, well, you have a fabulous day. You must be the real gentleman. Mm. Oh, my and like, God. <laughs> and I was like, do not chastise me because you're a piece of shit. And then there's all these teenagers in line getting there, you know, like ice caps and whatever. And they started clapping. And I was like, okay, uh, no, I'm not, that's not oh, why I said something. Fuck. And then he bows to me and then no like way. speed walks to the exit. Wow. Am I the asshole? No, not at all. No, that's a Fuck crazy that story guy. about Matt Bolesky. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That, that that's, it was that's, not Matt that's so funny. Yeah, he's for defamation. Is, is we didn't talk about it on the podcast, but I ran into Matt Bolesky like within the last month or so, uh. and he is literally the sweetest person alive. Yeah, he's literally the nicest dude. Because yeah. <laughs> I won't say that. Um, Anyhow, that's besides the point. Okay. But I I couldn't believe it. Like that's I, wild. I, I, I don't know. Have you guys ever done that before? Or am I just a psychopath here? No, I would have killed the guy. Don't talk to somebody like that. Yeah, I lost it. I lost it. And you I'm think? Also thinking, Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Just let me finish this one yes, quick thing, Thomas, and I'll stop talking. Yeah, you know me. Um, I'm thinking, you know, we talk about being a, you know Canadian and stuff on the podcast. And po- the podcast is called Hosers for fuck's sakes. But, you know, we, if, if there was a new Canadian in front of me and that was obvious in in, in the fact that they're a new Canadian, maybe isn't the most important thing. Somebody maybe doesn't know the language they're learning, right? Like they're trying to figure it out. She's not waking up in the morning and going, Oh, I'm going to purposely make this man mad because he has control problems. Right. Is that the type of example that you want to leave with people? Right. And, and, and without getting like too overzealous here, we have a unique opportunity every day with people to just do right by people. And it's not easy. And we all have hard lives. And I know the pandemic has been difficult. And I know Chris Pronger is on Twitter talking about how people aren't making enough money. Right. Right. Um, (laughs) But all joking aside, like it's so easy to just be nice. Why do you have to fucking act like this? And, and it, fuck anyways, I'm sorry. I'll get off my soapbox. That shit drives me (laughs) insane. Insane. It's okay. Anyway, so where do you guys want to go? Uh, I'm sorry. I just like trauma dumped on you guys, and I'm sorry, but I'm fucking over it right now. That's okay. okay. I'll I'll remember that when I'm interviewing my uh, candidate tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, but I'll see all this for this. Um, That guy. That guy now ruined my day tomorrow. Yeah, I know. anyways you should you should like build that scenario into the interview you'd be like okay here's a unique situation i would say that this happened what how would you handle it well make sure you listen to episode 103 (laughs) yeah yeah you you asked if like if we've ever done that do you look at me and see someone that would do that do i see conflict within you no (laughs) no yeah because i would i would like like gawk at it and tell people but uh, yeah i would not step in because yeah you'd, you'd probably <laughs> subtweet them right <laughs> yeah no <laughs> I'm, I'm not tweeting oh, as much well no that's a lie actually i'm tweeting more um 
but uh yeah no i've never done that i've never like i would at most say it under my breath or whatever right like it's yeah. i'm not gonna con because there's no reasoning with them it's not they're like oh you're right okay i'll shut up like i don't right. know if they it's just whatever they'll just keep on unless it's like obviously someone's in danger or it's like criminal which also right. that's like harassment i guess but yeah because um, that you're yeah, then you're putting people under. You're not yelling at people. You're just putting them under citizen's arrest. I understand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah, Emily's be... rule. If she wants Thomas in the panties, <laughs> he's got to go vigilantes. Yeah. Oh, I love it, Thomas. I le- imagine Thomas was like the the Hamilton. Um, what would be the Ham- name of? Yeah, you'd be Ham- like the Hamilton. The Ham man. <laughs> Ham man. <laughs> oh my god thomas is just like we moved to hamilton so i could clean up the streets yeah, yeah. steel town steel town security steel, oh, steel town yes. security well done oh i like that oh my god that probably exists <laughs> anyways Jesus. i'm sorry for being late that's not why i was late but that was <laughs> okay. just like that was just feeling a ridiculous day for me boys and i and i apologize um anyhow let's let's move forward i'm sorry i thought thought you were gonna get excited about that now you can pay for your order at the order (laughs) window now i was like oh yeah that was sick i did that the other morning oh what do you mean like order it Uh, i don't know how do you you mean so if you're in the drive-thru you're ordering at the at the talk box screen tim Hortons now has a touchpad there where you can pay right there no i haven't seen that yet you have any of those in the B-Town? I, I don't know. It was in West, I was golfing in Wasaga Beach and I was getting coffee on the way out to the round. And then, yeah, oh. so basically when you get up to the window, they like put their arm out the window with your shit and you just fly by them and grab it. I've been looking at houses in Wasaga Beach, boys. Ooh. Is that far? I don't know where that is. No, it's, it's like it's half a an hour bit north. Out of the way. Half yeah. hour north of Barrie. It's it's wow. a bitch to get out of in the winter time because you have Georgian Bay right there. It's it's right. uh it's they get they get a good like six to twelve inches more snow than Barry. Is it like Midland? Average. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. It's like Collingwood. Okay. Georgian yeah, Bay. Yeah, Collingwood-ish. There yeah. You go. But it's like one of the only places that hasn't been hit by these like insane house praises. It's getting yeah. there, but it's still far away enough that you can it's because it's, a, is it it's because, because like it's a, a, a seasonal yeah. disaster is why. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like Sobble sort of that way. Yeah, Although Sobble's kind of expensive, but like, yeah, up there, like Grand Bend and like Godrich, like on the other side of yeah. Lake Huron and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know what the prices are there, but like, yeah, like Zurich and stuff. And I don't think it's that expensive. Switzerland? There's a little <laughs> town called Zurich. Where that's actually where that's so Zurich is actually where we stopped when we were going to bury that one time in the middle of the snowstorm. Oh wow. Oh yeah. And that was when we when we were on our way and like had to stop because we literally couldn't see a road and there was like two feet of snow everywhere and highways closed and yeah, it was a nightmare. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where we stopped and it was like listable area, like outside of Kitchener. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Listable cyclones, buddy, junior C. Or maybe go. Junior B, I think. I don't there you know. Go. Anyways, um, um, yeah. let's uh, let's let's go do the the West. Let's I don't do know it. how much time I have. 
Okay. Um, is there anything you want to say about the? I guess we already did the East and stuff, but anything you want to say? Anything that's different? Did you change your picks? Are we? we did we even make picks? I think, I think we, we just we like did. talked about the. Remind me though, did we? Were we wrong about any of the matchups, or we were we? No, they're actually right. We got the yeah. right. We oh, got the right match. We didn't do the no. West ones because like the Oilers and Kings were still messed up. Like Stars and Preds were reversed. Right. Um, but yeah, East week, everything that we previewed was the same. Perfect. Okay. So yeah, we had picks. I just can't remember what I picked. I'll go back and listen but right now. I'm not changing because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not changing either. I'm not okay. indecisive about anything in my life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay. So first, uh, first up, let's do, uh, let's do the central. Let's do abs and preds. What do you think? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, ah, oh, man. I mean, I feel better about it if Saros was healthy. Um, like what a great story for, for Nashville fans this past year. Like, um, he's been money. I feel like, um, you know, they, 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 I think surpassed a lot of expe- expectations this year, right? Like mm-hmm. Matt Duchesne's back on track, which is awesome. Um, you know, you've, you've got a team that's certainly had ups and downs over the last couple of years. Um, losing Pecorine was like pretty significant. So they needed a goaltender that could step in. And so I, I don't know who they're starting. I'm guessing it's Connor Ingram. Who's going to be likely starting for them. Um, yeah, it's basically but, him or Riddick. So it's whatever. Right. Although Riddick and, allowed like uh, five goals. Yeah. Yeah. When you've got a goals against average that starts with the number seven, um, not actually, but it's, it's just not a good situation. And so obviously Colorado is this like, you know, like between them and Calgary, like those are the, the kind of the, the sweethearts of this, of this conference. Hmm, sorry. Um, did did sorry, I lose you there? What'd you say? Sorry. Oh, sorry. Did I fucking stutter Thomas? A fucking napkin. Um, Obviously, the Wild are there as well, but so is St. Louis, and I I think it's tricky, too. I mean, we'll get to that series in a second, but for me, it's it's Colorado in five games, right? I think Nashville, they they get a good look in one of those games, but I think Colorado is going to decimate them. They've got way better depth. The goaltending is better. The forwards are better. I mean, I I just – I can't see it happening. What about you, Carter? Um, I agree. Like, I think if you look at the – like, the – like the history that like Nashville's had over these past like five, six years. Um, I think they're on a bit of a Cinderella run, run considering all the pieces that are still there consistently over these past five, six years. Like, um, like there's a reason they all played like shit together over this last little bit. And I think something like they're, they're getting some bounces that are clicking from this year. They're, they're having a good season, but I don't think it ha- they have what it takes to get through the abs and to your point, how deep the abs are and the goaltending that the abs have. And I don't think it, um, yeah, like, I don't think they, I don't think it comes down to a point where like that Forsberg, Granlin, Duchesne line can, can beat like that whole abs team, especially with like Riddich and Ingram as your goaltenders. So I, yeah, I, I say I, I would, be surprised if they squeaked a game on them, but yeah, at most I'd say abs and five. There you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit more generous and say abs and six. 
just because because <laughs> the Preds because um, Roman Yossi has just been insane. And actually, this is just coming down the pipe right now. Breaking news: Saris is out for the first two games. I don't know if that's it, but Heinz yeah. said that's two games. Um, anyways, but yeah, they, I think Abs and Six. They Yossi by himself could probably win a game, and then like sure, yeah. Uh, and then there's enough forwards there, and a little bit of depth, and guys like um, Tanner Janot and um yeah there's there's enough players there that i feel like they could do a little bit of things in the first round and the abs are kind of weird too i don't know how much confidence i have in them maybe i just hate them because i think the coaching um, is is interesting too right because i just remember ben harper's on the fucking bread so never mind that's seven foot eight ben harper to you bud but um (laughs) But like the the abs can just roll four lines without even Doesn't thinking matter. twice about it. That's like right. that's yeah, that's Agreed. a scary team to go up to in the playoffs when you have like one and a half lines in Nashville. Yeah. Well, and and to that point too, Carter. Like, yeah, I mean, I I feel stupid for glossing over Roman Yossi's like incredible season. But I mean, if if you're if you're matching, you know, guy to guy, you know, pair to pair, whatever that looks like. You know, you're looking at Kale McCarr on the other side of the ice, right? And, yeah. and this is a different Colorado than the one that we've seen kind of shit in the bed in the playoffs where their number one defenseman's Eric Johnson. Like, a lot's happened yeah. since then. And I think that, you know, you'd be foolish to think that, you know, th- that, that you, you could kind of pull one over on this team. I'm not crazy about Colorado's goaltending. And obviously, you run into a hot goalie in the playoffs that can dictate a lot. But... Um, I just, I don't know if they can hang on and Saros comes back in game three, then yeah, maybe you've got a bit more of a fighting chance, but you also have a goalie that's coming back from injury could re-aggravate it. Like it's just a bit of a perfect storm, I think. Yeah. And Kadri's right. Cod- had an illness. And so yeah. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's sick, dude. <laughs> if yeah, you know what I mean? That's what I mean. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's nice and rested. He's going to, he's going to be fucking awesome fired out of a cannon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, Wild Blues, the best uh, series in the whole first round. Not uh, even like not maybe not even biased at all, honestly. Not even a little. No, it'll be it'll be a bloodbath. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah. Like, did that article go up on uh, Hockey Wilderness yet, or no? Which one? No. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should be more specific. Uh, like lot. the the takes, the one that you were emailing me about this morning. Oh, the round table? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Dude, we, we have had, so shout out to Hockey Wilderness, the team over there. We've been so uh, damn good about stuff. We have a full series going position by position called Learning the Blues and basically previewed the whole entire series of like goaltenders, defensemen, coaching, vibes, just like vibes of the season, the thing, special teams, forwards, defense, like got all this. So go to Hockey Wilderness if you want to know about the series. So I have tons there to say about go. this, but um, yeah, go ahead, Chris. Sorry, I, I interrupted. I was just going to say, like, it's an exciting series for like a number of different reasons. Um, I think that uh, what pot, I think I was listening to 32 thoughts or something on the way into work this morning. They were talking about how, um, who is it? Uh, St. Louis is nine 20 goal scorers yeah. on their team. 
And, you know, the playoffs is about depth, right? Like we talk about that a lot. Um, the players talk about it a lot. Everybody talks about it a lot. And I think, you know, when, when you've got these two teams stacked up against one another, um, I think that one thing that's important is, is when you look at depth and you look at the physicality, you look at the type of game that St. Louis plays, like they can roll all four lines. And I think that, that Minnesota can do that as well. Um, for me, the X factor is goaltending. Um, and I think that, yeah, Billy Huso has been good. Bennington's been really not good. Um, interesting to see what ends up happening with him at the end of the year. Um, but you've also got Marc-Andre Fleury on the other end of things. And I think when you look at the moves that uh, Bill Guerin made at the trade deadline, and it's hard to really have any complaints about this team. They shored up their defense. They shored up their goaltending. Um, they've got a team that that's really, you know, hashtag built for the playoffs. Um, and I think for me, um, like my prediction was earlier, uh, it's going to be uh, wild and six from uh, your boy CK. There you go. Yeah. So on the also nine 20 goal scorers front, uh, that's impressive for the depth, but their highest goal scorer was Tarasenko with 34, where the Avs highest is 47 with Kirill. And then Hartman with 34, Fiala with 33. They still have six 20 goal scorers. And one person that didn't score 20 goals was Matt Boldy, who only got 47 games, but would have for sure hit 20 goals if he played a full season. So you can say they basically have seven 20 goal scorers. So like, if you want to round it out like that, like, it's sorry did you just quote tweet me in real life like you just but actually no but it's it's been a point that like people have talked about and it's something that people have run with it so much but it's it's like the how i put it in because i wrote the forwards article for the preview and how i put it was basically the wild have the better top forwards like i would say caprizov and fiala are better than anyone on the blues roster but the Blues have more depth, like their third line of, I think it was Braden Shen, Jordan Cairo, and Ivan Barbashev, who have right. also, who have all scored 20 goals, um, yeah. I think. Yeah. And um, Robert Thomas as well. Like, well, yeah, Robert Thomas is second line center. But yeah, like it's, it's, they have crazy depth. They're like scoring down the line is a lot easier. And I feel like, yeah, offense, they probably have the upper hand. Um, but like the Wild are so much better defensively all over. The 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 Blues at five on five were like a bottom I think eight defensive team, right? So like they cannot and like you look at their blue line like Colton Pareko is playing with I think usually it was Marco Scandella but he's out with an injury so mm-hmm. like Nick Letty's playing with them like it's it's not looking good and like Falk yeah. Krug and like it's it's not the most defensively adept, like they will hit hard and they have Ryan O'Reilly and Robert and Robert Thomas, like you were saying, like, isn't a bad defensive center, but like the wild can just outwork anyone on in their own zone. And they could like, yeah. it'll be, I think that'll be the X factor of like, basically everyone's working hard on D for the wild and the blues don't have that luxury with their top scores, which like, I think that'll prove to end. And like in this first round, I feel confident saying that the wild will take it. Keep it in your pants, Thomas. I know. Sorry. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. just saying. I'm totally, I wrote, yeah. I wrote like yeah. thousands of words on this. I know, here, I so. know. So this I'm going to play like hard, <laughs> Harder than a trigonometry yeah. assignment over here. So it, I think it's going to go to seven. I agree. I think they're going to beat the piss out of each other. Um, I agree with everything both of you guys are saying. Um, only thing I, I'd like to add is that I, 
I think Boldy is going to, I'm really excited to see Boldy in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I, I became a huge fan of that kid this year. I think he's, he's so smart with the puck for how young he is and even away from the puck. Like he, it's just like the little things that he does. He's going to be great for them in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Um, The only so I think it's going to go down to seven. I think it's going to be Minnesota. I think the only way that that St. Louis could pull ahead is they have, they have a bit more of a, they have a bit, bit of an older team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think just from, from that, like, like to have the Tirasenko, the O'Reilly's, the Shens, um, and even having Krug as David like Perron, your, like David Perron and yeah. like Justin Falk and Tori Krug. Like, I think having all these guys that have been there before is going to help out St. Louis and it's going to yeah. make it tough, tough for Minnesota. Um, right. So I think Minnesota is going to take it. I think it's going to go to seven. And I think it's going to be a close call, but mm-hmm. I, I, I want Minnesota to win. I think they're the, they're such an exciting hockey team to watch. And that's not just because you write for them. Thank you. Thank you. I, I think they're great explosive and they, they're good. Like, this is where the NHL is going team. Like yeah. it's, yeah, it's a lot of, they're, fun they're watch. what, they're what, like they play the style that I feel people that like harder hitting, like, like the idolization of what the Bruins represent and like the brush yes. bullies and stuff. They're like actually what they are on the ice. Like they play right. like the most North South style, like I've ever seen of just like hard hitting and then they cycle the puck and then get it play below the goal line, which like, I don't see a lot of teams doing five on five enough where like, that's pretty much a, a constant threat of where they are. And then they're able yeah. to quickly get it up. And that's basically how like Caprizo probably got 20 of his goals. Um, the well, one they thing, cycle so well, yeah, right. I insane. think like, yeah. And, and I think you have to have that in the playoffs as well, because of course, you know, like we always hear like, you know, the ice shrinks a little bit, you know, you're, you are playing a more physical North South game for sure. Um, but I, I love what you say about that because, you know, you, you know, we, I I know for myself, like I yearn for playoff hockey because I like the drama. I, you know, I like the storylines. I like all of that stuff. Um, but I also yearn for a more physical game and that's not to say that, you know, the skilled game and stuff isn't important, but you know, get yourself a girl that can do both. You know what I'm saying? Like, in this case, (laughs) team, um, I probably should have, uh, uh, I probably should have uh, really thought long and hard about that example, yeah. but get, get you a I, I person. Get, yeah. Get you a person who can do both. Right. Get you a team that can do both. Get you a Billy Garen that can do both. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, what an amazing turnaround, man. Like if you're a wild fan, this is, this has got to be, I don't know. Maybe this is like insane for me to say, but this has got to be the best time ever to have been a wild fan right? oh easily um, like yeah and, there's nowhere close <laughs> you know what i mean and and so i feel like really strongly about you know the way that they've been able to put it together and yeah like you know boston is 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 not that team philly is definitely not the team that you know all the old timers are reminiscing about um this is must watch hockey in the western conference for me mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i would i will add also one thing that the way the blues can win it is if the wall take too many dumb penalties, like their special yeah. teams are, are shit played like play 80%, like 80, 85% of the time, five on five, the wild will take it. But if there's like a decent, like if there's any game, like a streak of games where they just can't stay out of the box, then like they're doomed. Like their the penalty yeah. kill just can't 
hold up. And especially like the Blues led the league in uh, shooting percentage on the power play. Like they scored more per shot than like the even Toronto. And they're like also second, I think, in expected goals uh, rate like per hour than compared to Toronto. Like it was, uh, it was only them in Toronto. So, but yeah, I just drove probably. past a Guy Lafleur Memorial uh, in Newmarket. Oh, how wow. weird is that? That's wild. Um, let's move on to uh, the Flames and the Stars in the Pacific. What are you thinking? Uh, it, yeah, Carter, you want to go first, buddy? He's not here. He left. He oh, said, be gone. back in two minutes. I'll I'll oh, say something. Okay. I'll uh I think this will be a I really was like, big <laughs> no one had anything to say about the Gila Flair comment, like harder of all people. <laughs> but anyhow, um yeah, what you go first. I'll I'll, I'll add some. I'll say this will be a really heart. big test for the flames because Dallas yes. obviously plays like one of the most boring styles of hockey. They'll just like slow oh slow everyone down and like play to their pace, and then Joe Pavelski will like basically crawl to the net and then hit in a puck off his ass to score goals. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think this will be a really big test for the Flames, especially Jacob Markstrom, too. If like he has a bad game, he lets in like two goals on six shots or something in the beginning, then it'll kind of, I feel like, kind of bounce down. But uh, yeah, I think, I think the Flames will obviously still take it, but it'll be a real like learning experience of like what they'll have to do because also this is like again, it's an older team and like, obviously these players are older and more experienced. Like a has been there forever, but I feel like this is the first year that they've had really had expectations. Like they're not just like a fluky little, like they're not in the stars position of like just sneaking in and right. just like being there for fun. And, Oh, we have these good players. We have our prospects that are young and like there's first year players or whatever. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, like it's, they really have expectations being on top of that division. So if if they can handle that, and I think they can just by the way that Sutter plays and um and coaches, and then guys like Rasmus Anderson stepping up, um, Colts legend. That uh yeah, yeah, I think I think this will be the flames to lose, kind of. Like I, I could see flames in six. I I don't yeah. know if they'll go seven if Dallas has enough scoring depth, but um yeah. Yeah, I feel largely <laughs> the same. I mean, it's unfortunate that Dallas is just and kind of snake bitten this year. Um, and Heiskanen's still injured, right? Like, he's not back, I don't think. Um, I don't think so. But, yeah, whether it's, like, goaltending or, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's there's just been challenges in, in that regard. And I think that, you know, you, you hit on the, the the scoring, right? Like, they've just not had luck there, right? And oh, Sorry, Heiskanen's, Heiskanen's back, but uh, Klingberg's out. Klingberg's out. Okay. It was the other way around. That's just why they didn't trade Klingberg at the deadline, right? Yeah. Am I making that? Yeah. Okay. And so, um, yeah, it, it's weird, right? I think, um, you know, this is going to sound kind of stupid, but like I'm playing NHL the other day and Tyler Sagan's <laughs> overall is like 83 <laughs> and Jamie oh, wow. Benz is like 82. And I'm thinking like, these were like at one point, like a marquee duo, right? Yeah. Like if you were um, listening to us, it'd be like backs from Ovi and then Yeah, that's what I mean. It <laughs> it's just it's so strange. And 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 you know, obviously they've had some bright spots. Like Robertson is like yeah, just so electric. Oh yeah, he's gonna be a superstar, right? And so 
that's that's something that you know it was probably unexpected and if you're a stars fan i'm sure you're happy about that um this is also a team that was in the bubble and got to the stanley cup finals two years ago right and so i have maybe a bit more faith in them than than others do um i actually have them beating calgary um which is insane yeah in seven games yeah straight up i I think that this is a team that's done it um i know like and i'm I'm probably just gonna get uh scorched um (laughs) flames scorched Mm. scorched stack there you go um for this for that take but but, that's just how i feel like i think like I like Calgary, obviously, like you can make an argument that Goudreau is the MVP this year. Their goaltending has been good. Like everything's, um, you know, been exceptional for that team. Um, I don't know. I, I had to have a hot take. Of course, it had to be the flames that I was going to uh, say can't get it done in the first round. But I think it'd be a major upset if Dallas did it. And I think that they could do it. Yeah, I yeah, I would not want to see Calgary after that. But again, like they have expectations. So for the first time in a while, since we do they really though? Do they have expectations? Yeah, I feel like, like, I, over, feel over, like I feel like over the season they kind of garnered like yeah, them. that's fine. But it's not like they started the season and everyone was like, watch out for well, Calgary. So it's the same like, with I the wild people... too. This wild, like yeah, that's true. They were just like kind of building and building and like, oh, we have Caprice off, but like I wouldn't be surprised if the wild this season were like, I don't know, in like trying to fight for the playoffs just because if Winnipeg was better, if the stars didn't lose so many players to injury, if Vegas didn't lose players to injury, like, um, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think expectation built for the flames over the season. Um, yeah. But again, like you mentioned Robertson, the Robertson um, Pavelski hints line is like the best line in hockey right now, honestly. And it's two, yeah. it's basically two one line teams with like the Gaudreau, Kachuk, Lindholm. That's the line, right. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's basically two like one line teams and trying to like catch up to one another. So it'll be interesting how they do. And I think it'll all be on the coaching. And I think yes, Sutter I Sutter will definitely just have that. I feel like over every like a lot of series he faces. So sure. Um, but he's also yeah. known to be like a stubborn coach, right? Like the thing with with Sutter, yeah. I think what makes him such a complex coach is that like when he's great, he's like unbelievable, right? You think about like those Kings runs, mm-hmm. you know, like just incredible, incredible that way. But when he's bad, it's bad. Right? Yeah, I think especially. I, I like, sorry, go ahead. I'm no, just... go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go. I was just gonna say, like it. It's you know, it's one of those things where with bonus, I just feel like the expectations and the bars for Rick Bonus right now is so, 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 so low that you know, who knows? Maybe he, maybe he's able to coach them to you know a second round. And like I said, a team that's been able to do it so recently, um, with in, in my opinion, like very little turnover in terms of personnel in terms of team i don't know i just that's going to be my my hot take for the first round yeah that, that i mean that's fair like what, what you said about Sutter being stubborn like especially in the playoffs you'll need to be so flexible with lineups and i feel like that's what yes. kills a lot of coaches and what kind of killed keith right. 
in against Boston earlier oh, yeah. in Columbus too, um, was that he was a little bit stubborn yeah. with his process and not um, kind of changing up and going more traditional even at, at some points. Um, but yeah, you'll need to like f- turn on a dime if things aren't working. And if, if you're two games down or something, um, then it'll be tricky. Yeah, it'll be a really interesting series to kind of keep an eye. I don't know if I'll watch it just because I have so much other fucking shit to watch. But <laughs> of course, um, yeah. Carter, what do you think about quickly uh, Flame Stars? Uh, yeah, I think it's. I think they have two big teams that again are going to beat each other up. Like I don't think it's going to be that mm-hmm. exciting of a series and. Again, to my point about Nashville, like like the same pieces that have shown lack of success, I think Dallas is kind of stuck in that boat as well. Like they have a lot of similar pieces that we saw just fall apart the past couple of years. Yeah. And so I, I don't think they're like, I, I feel like Dallas is really going to need, like they're really going to need Pavelski to like stay healthy and show up. They're really going to need Ben to produce in the playoffs um and then like yeah i I don't know like they it's gonna it's gonna be a a bit of a boring series in my mind like yeah you know what i'm kind of excited for is lucic and gubranson in the playoffs yeah (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) it's gonna be nice to see them back there yeah um okay finally final series of the playoffs is Oilers and Kings. Does anyone have an initial take? Um, like you, you want the Oilers to do well so badly. Like I do you though. <laughs> like I don't. <laughs> no, like I, I personally don't. Um, but like, just f- like f- from uh, like the pieces that they have, and like the. Like, it doesn't make sense that they don't do well. You know what I mean? Or they haven't shown success. Like, it's like, I'm not a McDavid fan, but like, you'd like to see McDavid win something. You know what I mean? Um, But at the other end of the spectrum, with all of this, all of these expectations on like, on McDavid and on uh, like Hyman and on Dreisaitl and um, on, like Duncan Keith, like Duncan Keith was basically brought in to be their locker room guy, like for the playoffs. Yeah. Um, like you expect them to do well. Like, you know, like, I guess I shouldn't want them to do well because of fucking Kane's a piece of shit and I could care less for McDavid. Yeah, but, um, but it, it would be, it, it would be great to see the CLA kind of wake up and, and do their thing. Like they, like Kopitar, I love watching Kopitar play, mm-hmm. uh, it's Dustin Brown seeing... send off. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> it's great seeing Philip Deneau doing well. Um, uh, Quentin Byfield as well, and then what else do we got in the back end here? Good Doughty, Sean Walker's good story. Matt Roy. Yeah, um, yeah. Who's your other fucking defenseman? Is Sean Dursey playing in the playoffs? He sure is. is. Playing yeah. the... <laughs> there you go. Like I, I think yeah. with LA, so not to make it all about. Um, basketball or like a recent Raptors loss that I was like very into um not into the loss but I was into the series and stuff in the late season Raptors but um I feel like this is basically the Sixers Raptors series where the Raptors are like this is house money with the, and they're the kings where it's like they're yes. not even supposed to be here this is ahead of schedule this is I should not be here yeah basically <laughs> uh like the, this is like 
they're like they're playing with house money kind of thing um it's there's no expectations if they beat the wheels off of edmonton that's cool but if they don't whatever like they still have so many damn prospects that they're going to be back next year and get better and better each year um and yeah and then oilers are just like an underperforming powerhouse with some of the best players in the sport like and that's the sixers basically but um like it, it's it's an interesting series. I feel like it'll be really fun to watch just because of how fast both teams are. Like Adrian Kempa and McDavid just going like end to end against each other, and then you have like more steady players. But yeah, um, yeah, I would I would absolutely love it if the Kings won in like five or six. Like it'd just be so funny. And just I love to see, that you called him Adrian Kempa. <laughs> was it Kempe? Kempe. Yeah. Whatever. I, that's that's like what I Kiva. when I overpronounce uh. What did I? Oh, these people. Emily and her friend Wesley made fun of me. Um, I called it Tame Impala, not Tame Impala. Tame Impala. <laughs> oh, just tell it. Tell it. Just say patio to her. And that's yeah. All. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that, I, I, I agree. Yeah. I think it'd be really I, funny just to see the me- like Edmonton media members go like absolutely berserk. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's kind of me. I, I like yeah. I like when it goes like DefCon Five, uh, and you may or may not know this, but DefCon One is actually worse than DefCon Five. Um, I learned that the other day. Um, so I hope it goes DefCon One. Um, wow. here's the thing about the Oilers. I don't give a shit about the Oilers. Yeah. I get all I need about the Oilers from following Dmitry Filipovich and getting his you know, uh, the, the videos that he puts together David, yeah. of, of McDavid doing crazy things or Dreidel doing crazy things. They're so boring. The goaltending is so like, meh, like could honestly care less about that team. And Evander Kane and, doesn't deserve shit. Yeah. Like who cares about that? I Listen, I cheer for the team that's got the best player in the world on it. I get enough of that with Austin Matthews. Is, is McDavid, like there's no, like there, there, there's no, doubt that he's a generational talent of course you want mcdavid and dry to do well but it's just so hard to like give a shit about the oilers right yeah i just like the oilers yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like i just i don't care there's like no cool storylines beyond connor and dry right like that's you know uh, uh, of course you want to see them do well and, and whatever 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 if you look at the kings yeah, they're such an easy team to cheer for, right? Mm-hmm. They've yeah. been in the basement the last few years. They've retooled. They brought on guys um, that have been, you know, like you know, you, you mentioned Deneau earlier, right? Carter, you mentioned Byfield. Like they're they're a, they're a team that's been like a prospect factory the last few years because they've been so bad, but they've been able to insulate their core with these prospects that have been given more and more of a rope to be able to do what they need to do and that's been exciting to watch right and so I feel like you know it, it's so easy for people to to you know think that the Oilers are gonna like somehow dummy LA but yeah there's there's no good reason really for them to really to be there like they were the what the last seed in the whole league at the end of the day right I'm yeah. not mistaken. So I love an underdog story. And and listen, I, was it the 2012 Cup that they were in the exact same circumstances? They went in as yeah, the last the, seed. Won I think the, whole the thing. Preds are technically this year, but yeah, they're the last seed. Oh, in, okay. in uh, well, no, in LA is the third seed in the Pacific. 
I'll, I'll, hang, I'll hang up my boots if the Preds win a fucking cup. Oh my god, yeah. I'll literally it's, just quit. But, it, it'll be funny. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, and the Brown thing's nice. That of course, like with him retiring, yeah. uh, Jonathan Quick, people forget that he was like one of the best goalies in the league for a long time. And of course, he's fallen off a little bit. But it, for me, yeah. uh, it's it's Kings and Six. And I say that with a smile on my face. Yeah, that'd be so. Fun. I agree. Oh my god! Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's just so like hard to watch an Edmonton game. Like I normally I can sit and turn on a hockey game and watch, and not care what jerseys they're playing. But I literally can't. I, I get like a reaction watching an Edmonton hockey game. It's just such boring. Like it seems like un- they shouldn't play that. Like unmathematic hockey like it's like they it's just everything to the net like there's no system to it other than oh let's put bucks on the net like it's right and it's so boring to watch and i think that i go through this time and time again it's that mcdavid individualistic like leadership style like i'm the best i can do it on my own i do this great all this great shit on my own people try and live up to that and do all this great shit on their own like when you're not a team guy then you don't you don't foster like a an environment that produces team guys mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's you basically just watch for for 60 playing minutes like people just driving the net it's yeah. so boring to watch and like maybe yeah. i'm maybe i'm like wild pilled and like thinking good but i've just been thinking about this team like for two years now but seeing that and I was never a big believer, like, um, yeah, like, it did, like I thought skill over everything, whatever, and like, and that kind of stuff is overrated with um, that kind of other leadership mentality. But with the Wild, it's like it's such a been like a team togetherness thing, and I've seen it in action of yes. like how yeah. they care for one another and like they want to support one another, and everyone's equal in that locker room mm-hmm. to a yeah. point that it has like they've vastly overperformed like so many players like Ryan Hartman scoring like 34 goals. That's absolutely insane. And that's because like, that's, that's what they've been able to do as a team. And that's what the Oilers are not. Yeah. And I I agree. I think like this, the skill thing is important. Yeah, that's fine. But like, I'd rather watch Marcus Foligno, like dummy some guy because he went after you know, you know, he went after, you know, one of their skilled guys, you know, Kaprizov, whatever, Boldy, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think that, like, for me, and, and, you know, Thomas, you kind of alluded to it just as Carter was coming back. But, like, listen, there's only so many hours in the day, right? Like, I can't watch, like, four games. So, yeah, and, like, Edmonton is not the team I'm watching. I'm probably not even watching their – like five minute highlight pack the following day on nhl.com like it's just not a team that i have any investment or or real interest in and so you know and 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 the the skill part or even the the the, they're good right like here's something that we haven't really talked about this year buffalo right have been miserable the last several years they're a team that i put on even if they're gonna lose because it's more entertaining than, mm-hmm. than the Oilers. And I'd say the same thing about the Senators, as gross as that sounds. Right? Like, well, I love, there's I'm, just, I'm sensed. Everyone's getting sensed. It's, it's so I don't know. It's, but, it's, that's just how I feel. Yeah. Like, for real. Like, and the same like, thing with watching the Flyers. Like, they've been a bad team and bad to watch. Like, it's been terrible. 
So right. it's kind of, it's a stylistic thing that teams, I guess, should take advantage of and play systems that work with their players and whatever. It's, it's a thing. Anything else we need to say about these playoffs before the games will gotta, start in like an hour? I just got to say, I could not stand the TSN playoff panel. <laughs> yeah, Carter, Carter. Why? Why First, not before that? you came here, Carter was going off on this. It was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save it for the podcast. Oh I've never God, watched a wait. more useless fucking hour of TV in my entire life. I wish I could get that hour back. All they did was talk about the Leafs. All they did was talk about the Leafs the whole time. Yeah, Jeff O'Neill obviously. should not be fucking talking on TV. Every time they bring up any team or they talk about anything, he goes back to a Leaf or a, how a former Leaf on a different team is going to make the difference on that <laughs> team in the playoffs. And I'm I like, take your earring out. <laughs> and, like, fucking give somebody something that they can't just like pick up and like digest in 30 seconds like it's they yeah it was such a waste of time and with all like with the great minds that were on the panel other than fucking o-dog um like how they they could have come to the table with an hour of such useless television like i was i was excited for it like i i was gonna go go to bed early because i wasn't i had a huge migraine and i stayed up and watched watched it and i was like dad this is brutal and he he's like i can't believe that Oh, fuck you. I'm not going to say it because you can't edit right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm not editing this fuck. Um, but o- O'Neill is just brutal. He brought it back to the Leafs and it was a Leafs segment for an hour. And not that I yeah. like, like, I, I it, hope they do well and I hope they snap the curse, but it was crazy. It was, it was making me so mad. Oh, hi, Fern. Thanks for making me feel better. <laughs> I generally think... Oh, I, I, say what you want about TSN or Sportsnet, but I think the TSN product has fallen off a cliff the last couple of years. Oh, it's brutal. It's, it's just, it's not good. And on top of that, you've got a situation, like to your point, where they only talk about the Leafs. And as a Leafs fan, like, great, that's awesome. But as a sports fan and as a hockey fan, I don't want to hear about the Leafs the whole time. Like, let's talk about like the Western conference. Let's talk about like what's going on in Winnipeg. Let's talk about what's going on in Vancouver. Like that's shit that I, I care about. I want to know about. So it's not surprising. to me. Everybody hates Leaf fans. Number one. And number two hates the, the product, right? We talked about this on the last podcast. Like, you, you know, TSN has how many games, Leaf games a season, like what, 20 maybe, probably oh. less than that. Like, yeah. shake your head, like, get something together that's a little bit more compelling. Cause I think sports that is, you know, I wouldn't say they're like leading the charge necessarily, but I think in terms of Canadian broadcasts, they're, they're a much, much, much better product. Thank you, Kevin BXN. Yeah. Yeah. TSN uh, higher hosers. Um, that's the podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah yeah that, that's all that's, that's all it. i had to say about the that's playoffs that's that's the rest of it i'm excited can, to sit down and can watch. i ask oh are we gonna say cup winner oh, i i was actually just quickly gonna ask before we go further uh, team by team Carter had a, had a, yeah exactly team by team how does this impact the anaheim ducks <laughs> um <laughs> I was curious to get Carter's take on all this Carey Price stuff about him maybe retiring. Uh, I don't know. Like it's like he can still compete. Um, I think it was the wrong move 
to have him play fucking seven games with a sinking ship. Um, like I, they were talking about him like, oh, he's he hasn't played for for St. Louis or Gordon yet, so they need to see, like, see what he's got. Like they need to get a bit of a sample from him, like just under their under their direction and leadership to see how he is. And I was like, he's fucking yeah. Carey Price. Like he he played four games this year and he was one goalie to win a game who you're putting in net. It was like unanimous. <laughs> hey, hey Thomas. Hey. Um, oh, you just had enough. You just didn't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Can you hear but me? No, Am I fine? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think that's the only reason. Like, I think he wouldn't. Uh, I think we wouldn't be having this conversation. I if the Habs either did well or if he just stayed out all year. I don't think we'd be having this conversation. Whoever made that call to put him in should should not have made that call. All right. That's that's. I don't, what I think. I don't have anything I don't, to say on it. I don't. I don't think. I don't think he's retiring. Like, I think he's. he's well, still he's going out yeah, yeah. Just yeah go hang too- out with Shea Weber wherever. Yeah, he get is. paid. Um, should we do a little? Should every every episode should we predict the winner and we get to choose like based on what what is actually happening and I what we've that. watched? Do we okay. do a tattoo? What, what what was our tattoo bet last time? Or no, that was <laughs> a, that was the win 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 baby. Oh yeah, it was the we were calculating just wins and just like just win, teams baby. wins in the whole season. Um. Now let's let's see here who who's like who's gonna win the cup? And yeah, we, win the cup, and then we each get to change like each week. We get to change our answer or keep our answer, and then <laughs> because okay. because we get to just do recency bias. It's the recency yeah. bias pool. <laughs> okay, you guys can go first. Um, I um man, I don't know. I, I might be I might be feeling uh feeling a little bit of the passion and choose the least. Yeah, yeah. Would you oh say my. it's the passion that unites us all? Yeah. Yeah, okay, good. No, I'm gonna that's the only time I'm gonna pick them, by the way. Because <laughs> I get to make that joke. I love but, it. Carter. Yeah. It's a toss-up. I um I think it's gonna be a a Panthers Colorado that's what everyone's cup final. Everyone's picking that. It's because it's, it's because they're true. really good. I There's know. a reason everyone's picking it. Like I'm, I'm not just that. like that sucks. <laughs> uh, like I, I'd like to. I'd like. I'd love to see Minnesota win the cup. Um, I, I don't think it's going to happen. No. But I think if I were to pick a winner, I'd love to see Colorado win the cup again. Okay, I will say that this if. Uh... Minnesota wins in their first round, they'll have an easier time against the Avs than the Blues. Yeah. Just stylistically. The Blues are yeah, too similar. Sure. They're playing well. Um, Chris, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I got to go with the Leafs. Um, you know, by the time we record yeah. next, they could have been swept by Tampa. But, um, <laughs> that is yeah, Tampa. I mean, it's possible. The Cup could yeah, have been awarded by the time we next record yeah, next. Exactly. Yeah, it's like welcome to the season preview yeah. episode. Yeah, welcome to the draft uh, preview. This is yeah, one of the only episodes maybe. we haven't had to say we're back though in a while. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how many more times we can use the boys are back in town as an intro song. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, um, 
I feel good about this team. I know we were we we're kind of talking about Sheldon Keith and deployment and stuff earlier, and I, I'm hoping that he's he's in a, a, a better place that way. I just think like I, I said to Robin the other day when we were watching the game, like I guess it was one of the last games that he played, and like we're literally like living in Ontario, like you yep, know, Leafs yeah. fans. Carter, not a Leafs fan, but can appreciate the passion that unites us all. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're like quite literally watching history be made like every little while with Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and good players figure it out. Right. I, I think it's, it, it's, you were yet to be seen like where, where this team can go, but there is no doubt in my mind, Homer or not that Austin Matthews isn't the best player in the NHL. He is the best hockey player in the world. Um, you cannot convince me otherwise. Yeah. Did you really want to fucking bring right this up now, at the end of the episode? I just, <laughs> well, I, no, I agree though with Chris. No, like, but we are though. He's the like, best. And, and, he's the best offensive hockey player. No, but he plays not. defense too, though. Dude, he doesn't he play defense. defense. He's he starting de- to fucking play defense. <laughs> he's this oh, year. Like Connor McDavid does not play defense. He all. doesn't play defense, but, but at least he has awesome fucking though. assists. If you look at Dude. Austin Matthews' shots and his assists and his and his ratios and his attempts, there's like no one to like score. Well, Bunting there's not has no like one to pass games. to. He's he has twenty oh more fucking goals God. than he has assists. Okay. When Carter. you have a deficit from assist to goals, you have twice the opportunity we'll to get an assist than you have a goal. We'll talk about this in like he's not a fucking well-rounded hockey player. He's not the best <laughs> hockey player of all time. Okay, yeah. fine. Okay, fine. I hope scorer. Carey Price doesn't come back. Yeah. I hope he doesn't come back. I hope he doesn't come back either. Jared Spurge is the best using that as a fucking the... safety net. Jared Spurge is the best just, hockey player on the planet. That's it's why. such a frustrating take, Carter, because <laughs> he is so defensively minded that for you to say he doesn't play defense is like is asinine. No, the whole conversation this the whole conversation this year is Matthews has worked on his defensive game and he's starting to be. A defensive leader, yeah, sure, dude. He last could have been a selfie candidate yeah. last year. Yeah, last year like, he played really a lot of these. Give him a couple the... years, he's going to be the best hockey player in the world. Maybe right now, no. Okay, great. He's not <laughs> okay. Cool. When oh when God. when Shane Wright inevitably plays for uh for the Habs, and we're all critiquing him because no, he, he's going to uh, play for Laval. Is it? Years from now, he's yeah. playing for Laval. He's not particularly good at any one thing, and they probably should have taken Yuri Slavkovsky. Um, we can talk about it. But I, I, I think I think Matthews cool. is for sure going to be a 120, 130 point guy like McDavid. Like he's going to surround him. <laughs> he's going to get himself into situations where he has the pieces around him where he can. He's he's going to have the game where he can pass the puck <laughs> as well as shoot the puck and be defensive. <laughs> like, but he's going to. You can look yourself in the eye right now in the mirror and go, Austin Matthews is not the best player on the planet. Austin Matthews should have passed more to Mitch Marner, who has like not a very good shot. <laughs> but Mitch, Mar- oh my fucking god! I I would okay. pick Connor McDavid over, or sorry, not Connor McDavid, uh, Nathan McKinnon over Austin Matthews. Jesus Christ. any day. <laughs> I'm leaving this call. Right I'll, I'll take I'll take a McKinnon <laughs> over Matthews on my team <laughs> any day. Oh my god! Uh, okay, bye. I believe you. Canadian bias. Canadian oh bias. my god! No. Oh I'll... my god! He's yeah. a secret Ives fan. He yeah. saw Patrick Wall leave, and you know, mm-hmm. Carter's Anyways. like, I already have one Latina in my life. 
<laughs> what? I don't know. Okay, I'm going. I don't get it. Unless it's Maltese, think, you idiot. <laughs> I think Dick for Lily is from like uh, Scandinavia, so that can't be right. He's not rounded enough for me to oh, be comfortable saying he's the best player of all time right now. Like he's, it's not wrong. Like he's, like, you know what? This this is what makes us a good podcast. I don't care what other people can, think. Can I tell you guys? Can I tell you guys a couple quick jokes before we wrap? Do we have time? Uh, yeah, I have like a minute. Go I'm ahead. getting really into like telling jokes when I see people. Um, so here's one that is a quick one, and I'll tell you a slightly longer one. Um, okay, so here's the first joke. Did you guys hear about the uh, the parents that caught their 11 year old son on the S and M website? No. no. Well, they don't know how to punish him because it's not like you can spank him. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Okay. Okay, what's your next one? What's your next one? Okay. So I'm going to probably botch this joke, but my older brother told me this joke yesterday. And if I think about the punchline, I can't stop laughing. So it's been in my mind all day. And I haven't been able to tell it at work, obviously. So here we go. Chris says a joke here that is so bad, even for this podcast. I don't know, like a <laughs> bag of chips and a pop. <laughs> we, weren't, we weren't supposed to. What? We weren't supposed to have editing in this episode. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. I'm going to send it directly to, to your workplace. Um, Guys, I'm not joking. I laughed at that joke yesterday for probably 20 minutes. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, you can follow the po- stu- <laughs> uh, you can follow the podcast. We all need a, a couple follow. laughs. We all need a couple laughs. The world's not yeah. nice right now, so let's get a couple laughs. You can follow the podcast at Takeoff Hosers. Rate and review. On Apple, download on Spotify. Oh, that's on SoundCloud. That's on SoundCloud. <laughs> oh, we're off SoundCloud now, right? Oh yeah, Anchor. Um, yeah, written review. <laughs> what you thought about this? That joke? <laughs> Did you guys not like that joke? Is it like not funny? No, that was a great joke. <laughs> Carney, just... tell your dad that joke. He'll love oh, it. He'll love it. Okay. <laughs> Okay, bye, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Later, guys.